Hi, this is Grant Wilson from Ghost Hunters. And you're listening to the Alternate Route Podcast. Look, I know the supernatural is something that isn't supposed to happen. It does happen. A ghostly apparition in the dark of night. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, that's Hey there, ponderers of the paranormal. You are in the Paranomaly Zone, the place for all things paranormal, unexplained, odd, and mysterious, and of course, all of the good times in between. We have a good one tonight as we are joined by Ghost Hunters and Ghost Hunters International star, author, motivational speaker, and all-around good egg, Mr. Dustin Perry. Technically, this is the fourth time Dustin has joined us for some awesome paranormal banter, but the prior three were on the prior podcast, the Alternate Ralph Podcast, which is no more. It has ceased to be. However, you aren't here to listen to me ramble on. You're here to listen to one of your favorite stars of some of your favorite paranormal programming, Mr. Dustin Perry. Let's dive right into it. Yeah, good to be here. Perfect. Just perfect. get settled in from work. Uh. Hey, that's kind of the same as me, too. It's been like a mad dash to get home and get everything set up here. And, you know, exactly. And then we get then my uh, my co host here, Mr. Mike, uh, he is battling a head cold. So his voice yeah. is, he's, he's like my coughing every two seconds. Yeah. My voice kind of comes and goes. And I've been home all day taking it easy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's all <laughs> you can do sometimes, my friend. That's all you that's can do. That's right. Uh, well, you know, you know what it's like, Dustin. You've been on here, yeah, I'm good with you guys several times. Right. It was nice to finally get to meet you. Yes, Dustin. Uh, it was awesome meeting you in person at uh, Perry Unity this past summer in uh, Duluth. Very yeah, cool. It was a that was a nice convention, especially for a first year convention. They did a nice job. There's a lot of good people there, and uh, yeah, after after doing the uh, the podcast here three times, it was nice to actually see you and say <laughs> yeah. hello in the flesh. Absolutely, yeah, I know. Good. Yep, that's us. It's us in the flesh and in person. And and I'm I'm always I'm always impressed when you know, when you meet someone in person. And I, I I just have to say that you are a very large man. You've got <laughs> yeah, you well, you know, since since you know, Ghost Hunters fans have been following you for so long and stuff, you know, and you know, Dustin from you know seasons one the early seasons of Ghost Hunters, you've you've definitely you've bulked up, sir. You look great. <laughs> thank you very much i appreciate that i've uh these last um i mean i've always been somebody to try to stay in shape um just for for health reasons but these last two or three years i've really tried to focus more on on uh getting a little more definition and stuff yeah you know, the real reason is um, my daughter is now a teenager and so i have to be intimidating to scare away these boys oh, absolutely gosh. yeah so i was like if i could if i could maybe add on some muscle so <laughs> yeah so that'll work <laughs> I appreciate uh, people noticing. I am I am a rather large man myself, but only in a completely different way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I I'm I'm just gonna leave it at that. I'm not gonna make any comments. Yeah, on I uh, yeah, I, I have some dieting to do. Well, that's all right. We all do our best. You know, every right. time of year is tough, man. Every time it I turn around, tough. it's like 
here's a pumpkin pie. Here's a pumpkin mm. pie. It's like, well, I got to eat that. That's you know? right. Can't go I to place those things in four. I get that pie. I'm like, there's four pieces here. That's it. You just get a yeah. quarter each. And usually it's just me. So I just string it out over four days. There you go. Can of whipped cream later and we're good. You know, yeah. I'm in the same boat as you too, man. Uh, how, as far as teenage daughter, you know, I've got, I've got two of them. Uh, one of them, oh, wow. one's 14 and one's turning 13 tomorrow for crying out loud and just bang, mm-hmm. bang. And the only problem is, you know, even if I did bulk up and did, and lifted a lot of weights, I'm still like only five, seven on a good day. And so it's like, <laughs> I'm always, I'm going to be looking up to all these potential boyfriends and I'm just like, ah, yeah. I'm intimidating. I'm like scrappy on those Looney Tunes commercials. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're making them taller these days. I they think. Are. I'm pretty sure that's the way of it. They are. You know, okay, I'm looking at you. You got a cool little setup in the background there, but obviously the first thing that pops up that I see is your your Led Zeppelin shirt. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And you know, this is just a free for all Patreon exclusive video episode. Don't want to bore you with kind of the lame questions that we've probably asked you a hundred times in the prior. They aren't lame questions. <laughs> the prior <laughs> chats with you. What is your favorite band slash musician? Let's start mm. off with something like that. Oh, I'm a I'm an Elvis man first and foremost. There you go. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Always. Uh, I grew up um, listening to a lot of oldies music. My mom loved the Beatles. My dad loved Elvis. I have appreciation for them both. Um, I've seen Ringo and, and Paul McCartney in concert. Awesome. Um, obviously, never get to see the King, but uh, Elvis is is my favorite. Uh, but I celebrate a lot of different musical styles. I love thinking, I listen to a lot of 40s music. I realize oh, that I used to listen to Christmas music year round and I still like it a lot. But I found that what I really liked were those harmonies that you get in those old Christmas carols that come out of the 40s. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. that big band era, I listen to a lot of that. Um, but yeah, I, I love old school rock and roll, 70s rock, classic rock, and 80s hairband rock. Like I'm really into that. Um, I was I was down with hip hop until um, I think the last artist that like I actively listened to uh, and supported was Lil Wayne. After Lil Wayne, there's a lot of other little somebodies, and I don't know who any of them are. Yeah, it all sounds kind of the same. And I'm like, I just I actually had this thought to myself just yesterday. I was like, I've given up on new music. Like I don't. There's nothing else for me now. I go backwards. Like I found this great use. So like at work, the day job is oral surgery. So. If I'm not in surgery, I'm in my office just processing, doing insurance, sending out letters, nonsense. And I found that um, listening, I, I like Kiss a lot. I listen to Kiss a lot. Uh-huh. But I'm able to tell the time of how much more I have to go based on these playlists because I know the songs. And I started getting into retro 40s and 50s, like happy jazz or mm. music to cook by, it says on yep. YouTube. I'm like, what is this? Perfect. But it's just like this happy background music. And I'm like... Yep. I feel better about life listening to that. Yeah, I love that stuff too. I really do. I always have. Growing up, I've loved it. It's fantastic. Yeah, there's something about it. You, you know, Mike, it, it may, reminds me of like a time I don't think I ever get to experience, but I used to see on gro- TV growing up, you know, mm-hmm. watching those shows on Nick at Night, like Donna Reed and stuff. Oh, they yeah. always have like that old, big, old timey radio in the background and like just like weird little music. There's something about that I find is very comforting, you know? Oh yeah, 100%. Yeah, uh, I know, you know, Mike is a Beatles fanatic. He's so he appreciates your appreciation of that. I oh, yeah. I grew up listening to my mom's Elvis records. Uh she uh-huh. was a big Elvis fan, so I, I definitely 
know where you're coming from on that one. How can you deny the king, man? That's just yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Right. And then you mentioned Kiss too. And then in the '80s, I was an '80s kid. I was obsessed with the band. I was just like, wow. I right. and it wasn't even obviously they were not wearing their makeup in the '80s, yeah. but I was fascinated by the concept. That's like, okay, these people that I'm looking at right now on one of my older brother's records. They look like a regular 80s metal band, but they used to wear crazy makeup or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And right. so I dive into it and learn all about them, and I was obsessed. Let's just put it, I was obsessed. So I, I remember when the uh, <laughs> first, <clears throat> first, excuse me. <clears throat> There's his voice. First. When the they late first puberty, Mike. I know it. Very, very late. <laughs> I remember first seeing them when they had their makeup off at first appearing. Yeah. And I remember talking to friends about that and a lot of people were saying i think they should put their makeup back on yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah but i remember that very well yeah right. they did a great job of reinventing themselves staying with the times or trying to stay with the times you know like the, the androgyny period of the 80s didn't work out too well for <laughs> uh, like paul could pull it off but yes. gene he was just too big it just yeah. looked weird you know but uh, but they always found a way to get through it and uh, I hear today, actually, I heard this morning on Hero Nation Radio that they're going to be releasing the uh, Kiss uh, Cold Gin um, alcohol here in the States. I guess they did it in Europe last year. Really? And it went really well. So now they're going to be, I'm not a gin guy. I like rum if I do have a, a beverage. But, um, but uh, you know, Gene Simmons likes to uh, to trademark and put his name and logo on everything. Man. They, everything. They, they're great at what they do. I mean, some of the decisions are kind of odd, but... <laughs> They've done well. That's for sure. You can't you can't knock it. You can't knock that. I think Paul sometimes rolls his eyes at Gene's uh, marketing uh, plans. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I can envision the Kiss logo right on that, Paul. And Paul's like, "Oh, right. Gene." Yeah, <laughs> Some nice Kiss porta potties. That's right. what people want. Why not? Why not? <laughs> now, you know, we did mention that we met you uh, in person at Para Unity. How much do you enjoy traveling and going to all these various? paranormal conventions i mean I, I can imagine that someone particularly with your positive outlook you just absolutely have a blast meeting people such as mike and i and just fans of the genre yeah. in general for sure i love going out to do the events um mm -hmm. i'm driving up to new york uh this weekend to go do another one and um i love being in front it's so funny because like personally i'm very much an introvert like i like to be alone um, I go to movies by myself. I spend time like out hiking by myself. Um, I like a lot of solitude, late night walks and things like that. But I love being on stage in front of a bunch of people like that's fantastic. I can tell my jokes. I can tell my, my motivational stories. I can I can give you a ghost story or two. Okay. And then um, it's it's nice, though. You know, it's it's always been nice over the years. I It's never lost upon me the sacrifice that people put in to come to these events. Mm. You know, there's travel, there's time, the tickets are not cheap. Mm. Um, and it's a lot going on. And uh, so the fact that people come and like, they're like, oh, I waited outside in line to come see you. I'm like, really? Yeah. Like, awesome. I think of like Elvis, John Lennon and Jesus. Other than that, I don't think I'm waiting in line for anybody. <laughs> so um, that always means a lot to me. And and it's never, I never forget that. Um, but it's always an interesting like dichotomy too. the balance of my life is I go from like, you know, rock star status on the weekends, you know, low level. I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not the top tier, but some people seem to like me, but like <laughs> I do that. And then like there's applause and autographs. And then I go back to the day job where I'm just, you know, sitting in the office, punching buttons like a right. monkey all day. And I'm like, Oh, 
yesterday people really liked me today people are yelling at me again (laughs) so when people like oh you're so down to earth i'm like yeah well i never get to leave so i mean it definitely it definitely keeps you level doesn't it man you know there's gotta be a balance there yeah Yeah. and which is good too you know i mean it's good not to fly too high you know it's uh you gotta find your 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 vibe and your groove Mm -hmm. and there's no uh there's no shame in an honest hustle you know like a lot of people like run off and they can you know just embrace television but when it happened for me like i was just getting married and then like my daughter was just born and i was just you know i didn't think it was a safe gamble and the sacrifice of the time away from them wasn't worth it and i tried it for a little while and i just couldn't do it it just i was emotionally not prepared Mm -hmm. um to do that but now um i've been married 15 years and my daughter's a teenager and so now i think people like when dad's not in the house so like if there was an international show opportunity now would probably be the best time for me to take it very cool very cool so you know another plus i would imagine for events like para unity is that it's a chance for you to meet your 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 friends your old friends that you perhaps haven't seen you know from as often as you would like you know former members of the show is that is that a safe assumption that it's a, it's a great way to keep in touch with your with your buddies yeah for sure i mean we you know we always text each other we live in such a noisy loud and fast time in this life that um texts sometimes don't even get returned you know amongst mm-hmm. friends and that's it's a sad comment on society, but sometimes it's just the way it is. Um, but it's nice when we do get to travel the road together uh, because it, it is like like catching up on old times. You know, you get some FaceTime with each other and like everyone falls back into their old ways. And, mm-hmm. um, so that's always nice, too. Is And that's why, you know, the last couple of years or so, it's been so weird not seeing everybody, you know, and mm-hmm. um, you go to certain places, certain times of year and you expect to see the certain people. Um, and not just the people I've worked with on camera, but also, you know, friends of mine that have been supporters for years that I know when I go to this convention, they're there, you know, this family comes to this one. So that's always kind of a nice thing, too. Um, but uh, it's, you know, I'm glad that we're able to get back out there and start doing these things. You know, Minnesota Paracon last year, uh, well, this year, rather, was kind of the kickoff, I think, for me personally, of getting back out there and doing mm-hmm. events again. Um, you know, I did virtual stuff last year, like crazy. Last year was the busiest year ever. But it was mostly in this room. It was mostly standing in front yeah. of the camera. Um, so to have the opportunity to go back out and see people and hang out with people was great. And then um, this year, I've been able to go film a couple episodes with Ghost Hunters again. So that's oh, that's awesome. been a nice awesome. uh, nice opportunity, yeah. you know. So I'm um, looking forward to people seeing those things. And uh, yeah, we'll see we'll see what continues to unfold. You know, that's awesome. Yeah, we can't wait to watch you again on Ghost Hunters. You know, at, at the risk of repeating ourselves or myself, you know, from prior chats with you, Ghost Hunters is what did it for me. And I think it's safe oh, to say for us, you yeah. too, Mike. Yeah, it was the show that just absolutely at the same time, yeah. just hooked yeah. us. And yeah. I, I have such fond, vivid memories of, and it sounds kind of silly when I, when I say this every now and then, but I lived alone at the time and there would be particular episodes of Ghost Hunters that were legitimately creepy. And you know some of the right. captures that 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 you that you got, I had trouble sleeping later on, you know, because I'm I'm just like, Sorry. oh my gosh, okay, shadow people peeping their heads up behind a pool table, I don't like that, I yeah, don't like that, you know. Uh, I yeah. mean, it's just it's such a great positive memory for me, and it just means so much to be talking to you. And I, I I'm gonna get it out of the way right now, without with the risk of sounding sappy. Thank you so much, Dustin, for doing this. You you're you're just awesome. We we can't yeah. thank you enough. 
you guys are very kind. I appreciate it. And uh, the, the show's always been a great blessing to me and my family. And um, thankful to still have the opportunity to do this kind of stuff, yeah. you know. And it, it's interesting, though. Like, you're right. Like, in some ways, when Ghost Hunters first came out, like, we brought people together. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a lot of these shows on. And so it was something that people could talk about and like, what is this? And like, they, it's like somebody will come to my table, like, you know, just like this last weekend in Michigan. And like, I grew up watching you. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, I really feel old inside, but I appreciate the sentiment, yeah. you know, like I get yep. that. Um, so it, it's it's really cool to, to, to see like, and even, you know, sometimes like those awkward phases, like, like with teenagers and parents, the paranormal is something that everyone can kind of enjoy together and it's not so awkward, you know? So, so I get a lot of that too, where people are like, you know, I, I didn't have time with my kids, but they would sit and watch ghost hunters with me. So that's, yeah. um, that's kind of nice to, to be a part of anytime somebody opens, you know, their hearts up and their door up to you to, to let you be a part of their life and share those moments. I think it's really meaningful. And so uh, I'm thankful to have these opportunities and to continue to still have them. So, um, you know, I just keep going forward and doing what I can do. And, yeah. uh, these virtual things the virtual lectures and interviews and stuff. It's a nice opportunity. And um, it was good to be back on the road this year. And I'm looking forward to doing more next year. So I actually have a meeting tonight um, to plan out more events for next year. So nice. we'll be very busy oh. next year. Plenty yeah. of stuff on uh, coming on, coming then from. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And yeah. I will be back in Minnesota next year too. I can't wait. I just saw that. Um, I, I think you shared it on Twitter about the, uh, the first uh, Paracon coming up in 2022. Yeah, uh, man, it's a Mystic Lake, I think, Mike. Mystic Lake Casino. Really? We should almost we should start yeah. making plans right now. Yeah, that, yeah, we should. Yeah, cool. we need to do that. That's it. We Mystic need to be Lake. there. Do you have yeah. Do you have Dustin any particular memories from Ghost Hunters filming Ghost Hunters that immediately just jump out to you? Like if someone asked you the cl- cliched question that I just did. <laughs> yeah, um, that's okay. Which one? Do which one stick out to you when you look back? So there's a lot of like little behind the scenes things that people don't know. So like. Yes, seeing a, a woman uh, apparition from head to toe in the Augustine St. Augustine Lighthouse. Yeah, sure, mm-hmm. sure. That was amazing because for years I'd been crawling around these old buildings by myself or with one or two random people looking for this type of activity. And then to finally see it, it's like, oh my God, like it really is real. Like yeah. all those like near experiences before were actually leading towards something. So that was always a very important one. Um, and then getting knocked down in Lep Castle out of all the years I've investigated only once has anything like that happened to me, but it, it did a lot for me in terms of how I perceive the other side and how I respect the other side and also how I ended up respecting the people around me. So that was a great moment for me, like a moment of reckoning. Um, but behind the scenes, there's things like the first thing I thought of when you mentioned it was the USS North Carolina which I've done events on. It's a nice ship. It was active. We get stuff. But when we were filming on it for the first time, I had to leave early one night because I had kidney stones. Oh, no. And I just remember like limping down the gangplank, feeling so nauseous. with this like gnawing pain in my side. I'm like, oh, this is not the way to start this career. But um, we had so much fun too. Like internationally, I remember driving home after a case. They used to run us from like sundown to sunup investigating for international. And I appreciate, you know, from a business standpoint, they want to get as much as they can out of us. But man, we were working like dogs out there, production and talent alike. And I remember driving home one morning and Barry's behind the wheel. He and I used to switch off. Everybody else would fall asleep. And um, (laughs) we're driving, I think we're in Sweden and the sun's coming up 
And I said, Barry, I think I need to stop doing this. And he's like, ah, oh, Mr. P, what do you mean? See so you know how many sunrises I've seen with you and how many I've seen with my wife? Like, you and I are a lot more familiar at this point in the game. And um, it was shortly after that, actually, that I was like, yeah, maybe it is time we, we head back home a bit, you know. But we had so many laughs and so many good times out there on the road together. I saw so many different things. I've been to like 26 or 27 countries and just uh, amazing to think, you know, just pursuing your hobby, pursuing your dream right. can turn into something mm-hmm. so much more. And uh, and then some, you know, because then that spiraled off to all the motivational stuff, which which I, I like to think helps some people. So, you know, we just keep that. We just keep things going, man. Keep giving. Oh, gosh, 100 percent. You know, it's 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 the old saying, man. If if you truly love what you're doing, it's not work, you know, and That's I just. Right. I just think that, you know, you're, you're, you're one of the blessed man who, who is, you know, you get to do what you love and you're great at it. And so it's, it's, it's a, that. it's a win-win. It's a win. Mike and I are Thank still looking for something passionate, you know, to, you know, so. oh, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty passionate about what oh, I yeah, do. He is. That, it, it's, it's, actually, not, it's not a job to me. No, that, that is very, very, very true. Yeah. Mike is, um, well, go ahead, Mike, you, you describe what, what, the, do you do, what, what you do. Yeah. If my, if my voice, if you can, up, I'm, I, I'm a CNA, <clears throat> excuse me, yeah. with uh, hospice. Oh, okay. And hospice is just a real passion of mine. And I, it's a lot of the <clears throat> hands-on, uh, you know, um, helping people that need help with whatever they need and mm-hmm. you know, being with them until the end. And, uh, it's, it's absolutely, uh, it's an honor to be able to do do to to do that. It's yeah. not a job, right? No, that's that's good on you, man. That's good work right there. It just you know, I um this year or last year it all blurs together. But I recently started performing a lecture called "Once Upon Death and Dying," mm. and I talk about because it's something that's fascinating me since I was in high school. I took a course my senior year, um, a death and dying course, learning about the different customs and different rites and rituals. Yeah. across the world and then i realized that in our current situation in our current world in our society um death itself is something that is become um like taboo people don't like to talk about it and that they, they feel like if they don't talk about it then somehow they can elude it but i I've, i take the other approach where i, I kind of feel like the more we talk about it the more we can have an understanding of it. And we can never control it. We can never have a hand on it, but we can maybe have a say in the way we go out. And so the patients that get to come to hospice, like they have a say, you know, and there's, Mm -hmm. there's, there's dignity there. There's, there's a little bit of relief from the pain. Yeah. And there's uh, my uncle died in hospice a couple of years ago now. And to, to be able to sit there with him during those moments and to think about the time we shared together, you know, and to, to hold on to his arm and to, to give him one last kiss, like those moments were important. And I think that um, a lot of times we've, we've privatized our death. We've taken, you know, somebody dies, you call the, the ambulance or whatever, or you call the coroner and they're out of the house. And there's, there's not that time for, um, you know, for, for, for that loving intimacy that we kind of need with each That's other. That's very true. It is needed. Yeah. No, good. Yeah. That's great work, man. Good for you. Good no, for thank you. you. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I keep telling Mike that you know it, it's it's not it's a job that's not for everyone, and right. he is more than capable of doing that because he's just a very very loving, caring, and empathetic soul. And so and I, I'm, I, I'm not saying I that love, to suck up, Mike. That's the truth. No, man. I know that. <laughs> I love everybody that I that I meet and take care of, and um, uh, it's just yeah, like I said, it's an honor and to help with that transition. 
in yeah. any way I can. Say, Dustin, I know that I know we only have a few minutes left here. I want to cram in as much as I can, real quick. Sure. Um, speaking of hospice, uh, uh, sadly, my mom, my mom's husband passed away uh, two months ago now, uh, going on three months, and his last uh, couple weeks of life, uh, they had in-home hospice for him. There, people were traveling right. to take care of him, and you know, he passed away uh, very comfortably, very peacefully. And, it, you know, I'm always fascinated with all things paranormal, of course, you know. And, you know, down the road, I start casually talking to my mom about whatever it is. And she just kind of throws out there that kind of weird things are happening in the house, you know, after her husband is gone. Now, yeah. do you have any, where do you stand at, like, the the quickness of a, something like someone passes over, someone transitions. Can a loved one start experiencing thing? experiencing things immediately after that do you think or and where do you personally stand on that that's, that's a great question and um i have personally noticed because of the emails that i've received from people all over the world over so many years that are grieving and going through this process as i've taken notes and looked at it it seems to be there's like a 10 to 14 day period after someone passes away where they interact a little bit. Mm. And I think this is kind of like a loving God or goddess's way to allow for a transitional period. I never, and it's okay, like anybody watching, it's okay to have different beliefs. It's good to talk about different things and respect each other and learn from each other. Um, I personally don't believe that any spirits are ever trapped here. I don't think a loving God or goddess would lock the door and not let you in. I think some linger more than most. I think some visit. I think a lot of times we get caught up with what we know is residual and think that's a spirit that's trapped. But I've noticed 10 to 14 days after someone passes in that time period, they seem to visit a bit. And after 10 to 14 days, less frequently or not at all. And I think that that's wow. a transitional period for the spirit to leave the body and to get comfortable going into the other realm. And I also think it's nice for us, the living, to be able to experience that. And things we may experience are them standing by the edge of the bed or sitting on the foot of the bed. Mm -hmm. um, you may notice the smell of like a, their cologne or perfume or right. uh, their TV or radio turn on or off like when their favorite program would be on. Mm -hmm. These little things, they have ways of finding communication. And um, Funny enough, hearkening back to that same lecture I just mentioned, Once Upon Death and Dying, I found in um, in Buddhism, and um, what was the other one? I think it was Judaism. There's, there's the same thing where they believe that there is a spiritual kind of time period before they transfer over. And so for within those two weeks, um, they're actually, it's Hinduism, it's in Hinduism. Um, they're actually taking time to separate themselves from this world. They take all the material possessions of the person that died and they give them away to charity or friends or family. And it's a transitional period where they're helping that person let go of the material things of this realm. So they're not anchoring them here. And then on that 10th or 12th day, um, the widow dresses in white and they have a ceremony and they, they kind of uh, celebrate the ascension of the soul into the afterlife. I was like, I hadn't, and for years I've been telling people about 10 to 14 days. And then when I come across this in my study, I'm like, oh my God, this totally lines up with what I thought, That's you know? Amazing. So it was kind of a cool little thing. And it's not the same for everybody, um, but it's definitely something that, that does happen. I've only had one family member visit me. I never ask. I always figure they know what I do and they know who I am. Um, if they want to come visit, they will. And my most recent family member that passed last year, um, he showed up just the day after. And okay. it was amazing. And it was so un, 
unmistakable. Uh, it was very personal, but it was, I just never thought I would ever have that type of interaction uh, with someone from my own life. So that was, um, mm. it, it gave me great comfort on both ends. Oh, that's awesome. That is very, that's powerful, man. That is, I mean, for lack of a better term, it's powerful. I mean, that's well, that, comforting. That, oh, sorry. No, go ahead, Mike. But uh, that transition, that transition period, it's important for who is passing over. And it's also maybe a transition period for us that are still living, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that separation. And yeah, um, it's, yeah, very yeah. important. Very important. And, and, you know, and, and to your point, um, Mike, I mentioned this a lot when in a lot of my, my, my lectures lately, I do a lecture about time where I'm looking at how we perceive things and do things. I don't feel like we give each other enough time for grieving. Like somebody mm-hmm. would dies in your family and they go to the HR manual and go, how close were you to them? What was the relation? Yeah. Oh, you right. get three days, you get five right. days. Right. Yeah. That's, that's not the way it should be. We do need to move forward. Our souls need to continue this human experience, but mm-hmm. we need to grieve in our own time so that we can move on the way we should and never forget those that went before us, um, but move on in a, in a peaceful and loving way with great memories. Right. I appreciate that guys. I really, Appreciate the opportunity to be here with you, and uh, I hope you guys have a very nice Thanksgiving, a nice holiday season. You too, and you too. And I hope you feel better, man. Yeah, yeah. I'll work on it. Out, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> have a good All night, right, Dustin. All right, God bless you guys. See you on the road. You too. Thank you. Bye bye. Hey, Mike. <laughs> that, that was awesome. That was awesome as usual. Always a great guy. Always a great guy. Now I need you to hold on for two seconds, Mike. So hold on, boys and girls. That was awesome. We just had a blast talking with Mr. Dustin Perry. Technically the fourth time, but the first time on the Paranomaly Zone. Until next time, Mike, what do they have to do? Peace out.